Hiya, welcome to Faith in the North. I'm Claire. And my name's Martin. We live in the Northeast and want to wrestle with faith and life. And we wanted to share with you the chats that we have about life and faith. So this is our podcast. We hope you find it helpful. Thanks for joining us as we continue our journey. Welcome to our first podcast of February. Hello. And a noisy house. You're going to probably hear something in the background. What is it, Claire? Well, there are um, there are a group of teenagers watching a scary movie in one room. <laughs> um, who We've asked them to turn the, the TV down somewhat. And then we have drumming going on directly above us. Right above our right heads. Right above our heads there is drumming. Who buys a drum kit for an 11-year-old boy and doesn't expect the noise? But then he's sitting there quietly. Both of them are, actually. Yeah, he's amusing his little brother. And um, yeah, okay, I can hear in well. the background. Um, yeah. So interesting. So this is the first one. So we haven't done a podcast for like three or four weeks. No. Because we did New Year kind of mm-hmm. um, thing. And then January happened. Yeah. And it felt like we never really got the time. Uh, I don't know. Well, we went to Fresh Dreams. Um, yes, yeah, so we went away for a few a days. a bit of time. Um, and you know what? I don't actually know why. I think I think life has just happened. Yeah. I think it has. I think there's been... Um, yeah, not a not a huge amount of time to stop uh, and um, and chat, or yeah. at least um, uh, at least record ourselves chatting. Mm. I think we have spoken in a month. I think <laughs> I hope I hope that we have spoken. I think we in have the spoken last in a month. <laughs> um, so we we come to a tricky book, don't we? We've been talking this morning about Ecclesiastes, which mm-hmm. um, is a really challenging book and one most people don't like to dwell on or to think about. Yeah, I found it a real challenge. I um, I've had to listen to it later this afternoon um, mm, because I was yourself. out with the um, the children this morning, so I didn't hear it directly. Um, and honestly, I listened to it, and whilst I wouldn't say Martin that was one of your worst sermons, <laughs> I did feel like that was the worst I felt after one of your sermons. Oh, there you go. there um, was just a sense of you kind of you you brought it round in the end. But this is a really, mm. this is a quite, um, this is quite a tricky So I equated it, we were watching something, ah, uh, The West Wing, we started watching The West Wing. Oh, yeah. Uh, and to watch it for free, you've got to watch it on Amazon. A freebie. Pri- freebie you've got on to watch Amazon it on Prime. So yeah, it's on Prime, adverts. but you have to have adverts. And then there was just, the only advert was a life insurance advert. Oh, it was all about death. If you die, what's um, going to happen to your family? Yeah, and it was really interesting. If, if you die, you pay this. What happens now? But if you but now you'll get a £100 Amazon voucher. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> so, so, so just like a cheat, you're going to die, but you're going to have a £100 Amazon voucher to spend now. And it, it's uncomfortable watching you know, yeah. those adverts about you know wills. or death, And most of us probably just zone them out because yeah. we don't like thinking about it. And I think Ecclesiastes is, is a bit of that. Actually, it focuses in on something that we don't really want to think about. Yeah. Um, and I find it particularly triggering. I find, um, I, I wonder as well how many people in church today who maybe um, suffer from anxiety found yeah, today's okay. passage quite triggering because mm. it does trigger all of those feelings of, oh no, I'm mortal, I'm aging, you know, I'm going to die. Those kind of things come out when you read Ecclesiastes. And I, yeah, I've read Ecclesiastes before, but I haven't read it for quite a long, like a, a, a real, a, it's a good long while since well, I we read did it. it. About, we did it about seven years ago. 
went through it. Yeah, but I was out with the children all the time, so no, I don't think I was me. even oh in the sermons back then. Yeah. Um, so, um, so I'm not sure I even I even caught much of it. Yeah. Um, so I haven't done Ecclesiastes probably since back in college. So yeah, I'm coming okay. to it afresh. And obviously, the first chapter is really familiar because it's it's a well known chapter. Yes. but it still comes with a really. Yeah, it does, a, and there's you know, a no light at the it. end of the tunnel. Yeah, and I th- there's a harshness to it, and I think, and a deliberate harshness, because I think it is kind of, um, I guess, reacting against, you know, other, you know, kind of, and it's it's an incredibly unusual book, you know, mm. it's uh, unusual in scripture to have a book like that, um, that feels very unscripture-like, um, because it doesn't really feel like the rest of the Bible, no, it doesn't. And but it's in there. You know, it's in there and I think it's in there for a reason. And I think um it's it's just interesting how negative it is. Yeah, and I guess do you read it in a negative way? Cuz I so I approach it and that yeah, the first chapter is, you know, everything's meaningless, nothing new under the sun, but I find that quite I don't find that necessarily negative, mm. just more of a holding a light up to something and I think that's what the author's trying to do. He's just trying to hold a light up to the world around them. Uh, and we do kind of say that the the author, whoever they um whoever they are, because nobody knows, um, you know, is this created this character that looks at the absurd and mm. kind of just says, Yeah, just look at what you're doing. You know, all this kind of energy that going to stuff that has no value at the end. Um It just to me speaks it's very similar in a way to um the philosopher Sartre there's just that same sense of it's all it's all for nothing yeah, so okay. do as you please yeah, yeah and you have a whole philosophy background that i don't so i've not really engaged in philosophy so yeah well, there is then you know num- well most of his writings were on you know how futile who are you talking about What's sartre you? sartre okay yeah yes okay there. yeah no i heard i i missed what you when you said it um, um yeah right, so there okay. is just just He's very negative and depressing and you can't read much for one chunk at a time without feeling like you need to end it all. Um, <laughs> and Ecclesiastes kind of has yeah. a similar feeling. But I think that we have to ask the question is, is that what he really means? Because I think when you read Sartre, yes, that is exactly mm, what yeah. he means. He means life is meaningless, just enjoy yourself. Um, whereas I think really what um, what Quillette is saying is there is meaning mm. stop spending all your time in the non-meaning yeah and that is and that I, fair enough yeah no i think it is i think that's um yeah i think that very much is it you know it's a caricature of a you know of kind of poetic writing um and so i think that's part of it i think the other part is how do you deal with the negative mm. aspects in conversation you know because we're you know unbelievably positive most of the time in yeah. church life you know up the front you know it is you know we sang a song today about smiles okay you know whether you're i can't remember what is that the, the actual oh song. you can jump up and down you yeah, can spin <laughs> right around yeah praise your name forever yeah whether you're yeah. i can't remember whether it's going well or whether going, you got such a lot whether you got not a lot what go. be happy and smile yeah, like, yeah it's yeah. like just and do you know what rel- actually <laughs> that you your life might be falling apart no i'm not <laughs> going to be happy so that you know the flip side is that we only ever portray that as our faith is like yep. this, this happy smiley it's a lovely song i um, mean a really lovely song but the sentiment behind it is just whatever you've got yeah. to be happy well actually you know 
Colette, who we think is you know, what we call the author of Ecclesiastes kind of teacher. Well, the teacher is saying that, yeah, okay, no, maybe not always just happy, yeah. you know, because uh, all sorts of things go on uh, and there's all sorts of ways that we f- try and live lives of meaning mm. but miss the point. And I think, you know, within the whole library catalogue of scripture we have this little book that pokes out but there are other times you know there's some of the psalms are incredibly negative and yeah, yeah, um, sure. you know, isaiah is you know not a bundle yeah. of laughs yeah um but we've got this unique way of writing in here for scripture not mm-hmm. in you know outside of scripture for scripture it feels uh, a little bit unique um and how do we approach i guess how do we approach negativity in mm. our faith because if we're not careful, we only ever say it's um, happy and smiley. One of the um, speakers at Fresh Dreams was brutally honest about a few things you know, in his talk. It was the mm. last talk. Um, and I think it was the best talk that I had just because he laid out some real challenges. His own faith. Uh, yeah. And it could have been, you know, it was a, neg- you know, it was a negative. You yeah. know, he was expressing his negative um, experiences. But I found it incredibly just like real and hopeful in some ways, mm. you know, just because what he was sharing. So the negative voice um, has to have some space, I think. Yeah, I think so. But I think it's hard to listen to. You know, even in our own marriage, I think sometimes um, like you've found it hard if I've been particularly negative. If I've, you know, yeah. if I've moaned yeah. and whinged about something, um, you tend to like things, you you like the yeah, bright and do. cheery. And, um, well, we all do. I think that's, kind that's of really hard when you kind of mm. you you have to listen to somebody having a good whinge, and it seems to go on forever. Um, but oftentimes that's what is needed. Somebody mm. needs to be able to wallow for a little bit mm. in the it's all gone wrong. And and there was a really interesting really contrast good. between that kids song and <laughs> the passage. Yeah, because it's like everyone just be happy or whatever, and then yeah. it's like it's meaningless. It's meaningless. <laughs> so it felt like you kind of had. Yeah, and just like when I was singing that song, sometimes I get into the action song. Sometimes I was just like, no, I don't want to jump up and down. I really don't. Yeah. And I didn't spin around. Uh, I I did. I think I, I waved my hands um, to show willing. But yeah, at that point, I didn't. You yeah. Know? And a lot of people probably come into that. No, no, not for me, thanks. Um, but similarly, how you approach the negative, I think, is, mm. is a really interesting one. Um, and I think... I mean, it did really, I guess there were some triggers in there for for some of us, this kind of life being short, time passing, mm. not being remembered. I think, I'm trying to think, most of us want to feel that we're going to be remembered. Mm-hmm. Um, and majority of us won't. Yes. Yeah. And then time all passes. All of us, have, you know. Well, so, yeah, I guess, who's who do you remember from the last, yeah, there are famous people that live past there. Yeah gravestone but live out because of yeah. they've done but significant there's, there's very things. few kind of say you know henry the eighth yeah everybody remembers henry the eighth but yeah. there are there are very few yeah um, like and there yet was millions of people around at that I time i would say that's where life completely has its meaning life has its meaning in the everyday in the yeah okay you know the i don't know just being with each other the hugs and the kisses and the meals shared together mm. so it's in the very essence of life, for me, life has its meaning. I know at the minute I'm watching, I don't know who else has been watching this. Um, I'm a little bit behind, but I've been watching Winter Watch. Oh, yeah. And just all the uh, the interesting details they bring to life from the natural world. Um, 
uh, just astounds me. And I watch it and just think, wow, how could you Mm. not think there's a God? Because life in its very essence is full of meaning. Um, So I, you know, I kind of see, I I get it. I think when I I really understand this passage is in the run-up to Christmas. In the run-up to Christmas, we are getting getting ready to celebrate the birth of Jesus what are we actually thinking of we're actually thinking of spending money um how to buy a bigger present a better thing mm. you know consume 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 is all we're doing it at that point in time I it really brings out to me um you know life meaningless. is meaningless yeah, okay. because what we're doing has no ultimate meaning we're mm. very very stressed very very anxious but doing something that doesn't really have meaning. And so it's more, where are we using our energies? Are we using our energies in a meaningless way or are we using our energies in a life-giving way? Mm. And I think it's that spending time in life-giving ways. Yeah, because, I mean, the challenge of this passage is, oh, I've got to find meaning in my life. I've got to go and change the world. And that's kind of what I didn't want to, I didn't want the application to be, that we've all got to be missionaries in Cameroon. That's kind of Mm -hmm. wasn't the point. Um, But how is everything that we do? do And I think you're right in the, you know, the mealtimes, in the times together, in the positives, in the negatives, in the ups and the downs of life. How is, how are we living out our faith in that? Not wishing for, yeah, and I've, you know, I've been to enough, youth talks about changing the world and you know uh, and you this is the generation that'll you know whatever and it's like no no maybe we're just called to be normal well yeah. you know just do the normal stuff well you know um now that's you know smiling at a stranger on the street yeah. buying a copy of the big issue visiting uh, an elderly housebound person you know to me those are all really meaningful things they're the simple things Mm. um and you're not going to get remembered for them so give up wanting to get remembered for them and if even if we set ourselves on a um a mission to get ourselves remembered i think we will engage in meaninglessness um i think the meaningfulness is in the small unremembered apparently insignificant things yeah and, that's, and god holds yeah. them full of meaning and that you know jesus talked about that didn't you know, when you go you know when you go to give don't make a big fuss about yeah. it you know when you're doing things do things quietly so people mm-hmm. don't know because that's the real meaning is in our yeah. hearts not you know everyone thinking we're great you know it's in the humble heart to things yeah. and that's significantly where you know, we have our own meaning because we, we don't. We live for the outward working. Don't yeah. we? we want the status and the, you know, and want to think that we're great. Yeah. Um, so in our job, in our job, it's not about how much status you get in your job. Mm. It's how much you've served people that day. How how well you've done, um, for you know, for others. How you know how much have you applied yourself? Mm. Um, you can you know look to God in even things that other people won't see or do you can you know God sees the effort that you put in yeah and it's our heart at the end of the day isn't it and that um that is a big part part to it um, so I th- I think Colette is saying now this is like I'm not a theologian this is the clear paraphrase so this is just the clear paraphrase I think that Colette is saying that without the heart life is mm. meaningless so he's talking about a kind of I don't want to entirely use the word head. I want a, I want a different word, but well, he's head of, versus heart. Yeah. He's saying just, you know, life as life with us yeah. all striving and worrying and stressing yeah. and rushing forward, that is meaningless. Hmm. But if you come back to the heart, which he doesn't, 
he doesn't actually implicitly say at all. So I'm adding this in. Yeah. But I think it's it's there that there is a sense of actually there is a life full of meaning mm. um, and we have to grasp that. And there's something of the prodigal son endeavor to what he's doing. Sure, you know, yeah. It's the son going off, living the high life, yep. you know, having it, you know, squandering everything on all the wealth and all the stuff that yep. uh, the trappings of life and then reaching rock bottom. You know, I think Quillet's looking at that sort of life, yeah. the prodigal son life and shining a bit of light on it. Mm-hmm. Um, or the... Um, the the rich ruler who kept buying new barns yeah, okay. to fill up with stuff yeah. and then he built the most amazing barn and then mm. he died the next day yeah. um, and didn't get to appreciate it. I think that's another fairly similar parable um, saying, you know, yes, wow, life that was meaningless. Yeah, and life, life is... Life without Christ yeah. is meaningless. Yeah, and life is, sh- you know, there's... You know, life is short, you know, and what you build... And I've known, you know, I've chatted to people who have just looked back and, you know, having climbed the ladder of work and reached mm. the heights and just thought oh my goodness you know i sacrificed so much yeah for this career or this job and i've looked back now and think well it doesn't it is zero yeah. no, there's nothing no achievement you, know, you do you get your retirement pot and you get your vase from the staff but you walk out the door and someone else walks into your job and yeah no one remember you know no one remembers <laughs> you know, um, what you did, you know, you just move on and the world just moves on um, around it as well. Um, But, um, yeah, but it's not easy. And I think it is a bit of a challenge in thinking about it. Yeah, I would be really interested to know what other people's thoughts are. Yeah. um, Just on this this passage or Ecclesiastes in general. But um, and it's interesting. We're going to spend a few weeks. Yeah, I'm in kind Ecclesiastes. Of half, I, I don't know if I'm regretting, you know, spending a number of weeks in there. But you kind of, if you don't do enough of it, it feels like you just. So there's a fine line between, you know, ev- by the end of it, everyone being sick of Ecclesiastes. But the narrative and the, you know, this kind of journey that you're on, you mm. know, with the author, I think is really. Um, significant and um, yeah really can speak into you know our lives it also is one of the few times when you hear in scripture and perhaps in christian life somebody being really negative and sometimes that's helpful because there are times when we need to have a rant Mm. and you can feel like you're never allowed to get angry you're never allowed to get you know fed up cross you know, just mm. petulant and <laughs> dejected. And what we hear is from the author here is a rant. Mm. He's just let rip. Yeah, and okay. I think, you know, there's, there's times in the Psalms, you know, there are times within scripture, but this is one of those times when we think, yeah, I can really shout that. That is, mm. life is not fair. Yeah. And you know, you've got to, after having had a good rant, you've got to pick up the pieces and start again and move mm, on yeah. and, find meaning but i think it's okay to sometimes in life say life's not fair Mm. and i'm not happy and why is it this way god Mm. why is life so short why is life without meaning and maybe when we come to god with those great big questions we hear we hear his you know still small voice Mm. and we hear that whisper of truth and that meaning is once again brought back into our lives but i think we need to be able to shout sometimes yeah and not just shout out loud like the song says in like a positive way but actually shout in a really negative i'm really hacked off Mm. with this now type of a way yeah and i guess so when i did my um 
little topic it was um everything is meaningless question mark you know mm. it's like you know because you know it is a bit of a poking question isn't it you mm. know where is your meaning and i guess that comes down to how do we live a life of meaning and you know for some people it's very different for all of us we're all mm. you know so you know i was you know thinking this morning there was you know someone caring for someone with a severe disability mm. and the attention and care that person had towards the person was a real beautiful thing yeah sure you know and what they're doing they're sitting there just stroking someone's hand and and mm. caring for them you know on the outside it doesn't look like they're doing a lot mm-hmm. but the motive behind it and the love behind it is really significant yeah. so that there's a huge amount of meaning in those sort yeah. of things but then the opposite the same thing could be happening someone's just you know, doing something different and there's little meaning. So yeah. it's so different for us, isn't it? Because we all find meaning and direction and God's spirits leading in different areas mm. and how we invest our time and how we live a meaningful life or kind of, you know, looking at John Piper's Don't Waste Your Life, you know, counting shells, which I thought was a really good start. And did you hear that bit? Yeah, I did hear that bit. Yeah. Um, although I was, I honestly felt a little bit, unsure of that analogy oh, um, on, just in that um i don't know it's it's difficult because we can't all be missionaries for eight yeah, years and i did say um, that so I, you no, said I was that very clear to you say were that. very clear you <laughs> were very clear to say that and um, but it did make it just made me think of the challenge of how how do we live normal life which yes. is from the majority of us that is regular um going to work possibly raising a family you know, mm. caring for the grandkids, just normal. There's a normal every day that most people have to go through. How do we see that as not meaningless? How mm. do we see that as actually absolutely full, full of meaning, full of opportunities? Um, and I'm so I just want yeah. to, I want to see that. I want to see how because to be honest, I also don't want to entirely judge the couple that went went out counting shells no you're supposed to that was the point i know i was supposed to judge them <laughs> but i didn't i kind of thought what's going on in their heart and they well, then that's the whole point is that there was kind of well yeah yeah well <laughs> how do you know i i was wanting to scratch the surface on that story and think there might be a lot more to them um so anyway i thought it was a bit judgy <laughs> but that might just be me <laughs> i guess it was a little bit judgy but it was also just i suspect we're not around people necessarily who retire in the in a yacht and no. play volleyball and look for seashells, you know. Um, but when, yeah, there have been times in our life when we've met people who maybe, yes. uh, maybe, you know, similar things to that. Yeah, maybe. But then I guess, um, yeah, and I think it's how we, when we are doing things, how we present with them, because that's what I was thinking, just so of us get distracted, you know. So if I'm doing something with the kids, but I've got my phone there, Mm-hmm. Or I'm doing something, you know, there's a meaningless stuff to faffing on with things. Yeah, sure. That I'm meaning, it's meaningless because I'm missing the presence of mm-hmm. what's going on around us. And I think, you know, and Colette's right, there's nothing new under the sun, but technology yeah. provides this, you know, just this engineered distraction. I mean, the mm. whole thing behind your mobile phone, behind social media is engineered and designed to tick parts of your brain yeah. that keep you swiping up and keep you engaged. And I almost kind of think um, 
did Colette know? Like, yeah, did okay. he know what utter meaningless yeah. was set ahead of him? <laughs> like, from, you know, what I'm con- kind of considering yeah, as biblical okay. times, there were relatively few distractions. Yeah. What, how could he have even conceived of of the meaninglessness mm. that we find to entertain ourselves yeah, in the 21st and century. Been, yeah, but also there's, there's positive stuff. You know, like we love watching telly and we'll sit together and watch a series and there's something really, you know, you watch yeah. a couple of episodes and it's really positive and restful. And, you know, but then there's other parts of technology that is just exhausting and, you know, and a waste of time. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's intrinsically designed to make you do that and yeah. feel that way. And that's what's frustrate i guess that's what's frustrating but also you know challenging about it you know we've got this seemingly massive industry designed to make our lives meaningless is that Mm. fair yeah no i think that's you know that's fair how do you it's because you're right we're not navigating you know most of the people in Colette's time were either farmers or you know working their socks off every day just to keep food on the table you know they weren't you know wasting away there are hours lying on a beach collecting shells they were working themselves yeah um but here we've got this just relentless pursuit mm-hmm. you know and a pursuit of the meaningless yeah and you know you look at your screen time on your phone what just my screen time no, no well <laughs> i was i was thinking i think my screen time is better than your screen time Do you, what's better yeah. like you got more oh, of it no as in i have less <laughs> I have yeah, less I screen time do. than you. But like I get, I get our kids' screen time on their phones on and I can see you know, what they're looking at and it's kind of like, that's a lot of time. Mm. Um, and I do, I like to play a computer game. Um, you do? But one of the computer games, it, it adds up how many hours you've ever been on it. <gasps> Has it? And then it just doesn't do Which hours and it that? does days. Um, Call of Duty, it oh adds then days. <laughs> kind of so you can just see how, week, how, how many, time. how you much know, time I've, of your life is wasted. That's I depressing. I don't think I've looked at it because I think you have to find it. But yeah, it's just like, wow, how many hours, mm. you know. But yeah, playing computer games is not a bad thing. It's, you know, yep. It can be really positive and you know, we've had a great time with the kids doing stuff. But, you know, hours and hours and hours. Um, mm. You know, there's something quite upsetting about that yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, I don't you know, feel, you know, time that I've put into work or meeting people or, you know, organizing things. That's not, I'm not going to regret that mm. time, I don't think. Um, but uh, but Xbox time, yeah, yeah. maybe. I look back and think, oh, was that all right? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm with know. you on that. Um, and I guess that, so we're, you know, we're, with our own lives, our own meaning, um, there is something about being present and valuing what's in front of you and the opportunities in front of you. And I think, you know, we, I guess we've tried to do more as a family. I'm just reflecting back. Mm. We were reflecting back this time last year um, you know, we've got more going on than mm. we ever have. Um, and it's trying to value that and appreciate that as well as yeah. living with being tired. Yeah. And I actually, that's something that I think it will be very similar then to now people use stra- distractions, um, and, and ways of relaxing as, you know, because they're tired. Mm, okay. So that might be lounging around, having a nap. Or it could be playing on a video game. Mm, yeah. um, it could be reading a book. It could be playing a a game together. These there are trans. There will be transferable, yeah. you know, pastimes from biblical times to mm. now. There are. It's not to say pastimes are always yeah. wrong. 
Mm. You know, they pass the time and there are all there are always times in our day when we need to pass the time. Mm. So I don't think we're saying past times are meaningless. No, we're not. I, I guess it's just, I don't know, when you look back at the clock on it. Yeah. <laughs> but most, you know, you probably don't add up how many times, how much time you've crocheted or no. whatever. But and I think your point was really probably the a really important one. Um, and that's the everyday and valuing the everyday. Mm. Uh, and that was where the John Piper thing fell apart because I think you're right. You know, I think it's how do we appreciate and value all that we do, you know, throughout the day with with an understanding of God's mission and God's heart for his mm. world. Uh, and I think, you know, we're not all called to be missionaries, but, you know, how... Yeah. And I think that's the story of hope, really, yeah. from the passage. You know, yeah, there's a lot of meaningless stuff out there, but there is meaning in what you can do with your life. Mm. Um, and I don't know what that means to me and you. I don't know how what you, how do you find meaning in your day um, and what takeaways you have from it. But I think there are takeaways from it. Yeah. Yeah. But probably let's keep them to ourselves. Yeah, I think yeah, so. I think we maybe. need to mull on those things. Let's mull on it, um, you know, uh, and see where we go. It'd be interesting to come back on with some yeah. of those thoughts, and it will be good to hear from from other people on the thoughts of how they mm. see their life as meaningful, and maybe how some of the meaninglessnesses that they also see. It would be mm. interesting. Um, yeah, it feels like there's kind of some testimonies and some stories back on that, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, I think because um, it is a challenge. It's a challenge to our and challenge to different generations. You know, what a teenager would think is meaningless and what a retired person would yeah. are two very different things, you know. Yeah. And your phase of life, if you've got a young family, there's a different perspective you and have I, on... I think the, the one risk of this passage is it can make us very judgy. We yeah. get judgy of who's meaning, whose life is meaningless and who not, whose life is meaningful. And I think, well, we need to really hear the words of Jesus about yeah. don't judge, don't take specs out of other people's <laughs> eyes when we've got planks in our own. I think we need to be careful mm. of that. So I think we need to hold lightly these words mm. and just mull over them rather than, you know, really letting them slam us. Wow, and there's a word of wisdom to that. I think that was a really wise thing to say. Oh, thank well you. Well done. And we'll, um, we'll leave it there. And um, thank you for joining us on our podcast. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.